What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday show. Welcome to I See Things a Differently. And we are starting off with our, I guess, next eight weeks of Loki. I say eight weeks, seven or eight weeks, because I'm assuming, I don't know. I have not looked up the show's information at all, but I'm assuming Loki at least has six episodes. And then on top of that, in the middle of this, we have the Marvels. So about seven to eight weeks of Wednesday content here for you. Um, and so we start off episode one, season two, which was the only season to get renewed for season two, which they announced at the end of season one, and it wasn't even post-credit scene. It was, it was, I guess it was kind of a post-credit scene, but it was more of like a, they, they added to the credits, if it makes any sense. So it wasn't really a post-credit scene. Um, these characters became beloved. That's when we first saw Jonathan Majors as the, supposedly the big bag of, of phase four. Um, and now we have season two. It's been heavily promoted. Um, um, let me say this before I start. I, because someone asked me if I was going to do an episode of the death of the MCU. I don't think it's dead. <laughs> um, I think the quality for a lot of people has dipped because they're trying to introduce so many different characters. Excuse me. They're trying to introduce so many different characters. And someone like me, who enjoys Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, like even me, I don't know why we needed Echo. And I've said that before. I'm sure it's in the larger scheme of things, but you can't make everybody like everybody. Not everybody's going to be a rice cup of tea. The, the, the charisma of the Guardians of the Galaxy is what got them over. Um, it was, uh, it was, I can't remember her real name, but Gamora. Uh, all the characters in their own right have their own charisma. And so, on that front, can't force it. See, uh, Phase 4 has been forcing it. And so, I don't believe in that there's a death of it. I do believe once it gets really kick, kicking and going, which I don't think we have. That sounds crazy because of how much content we've had in, in Phase 4. I don't, believe we've gotten, I don't believe we've gotten out of the gate, though. Speaking of third inning, we have not gotten out of the third inning of this. I truly believe that. So... That's why there will be no death of uh, the MCU podcast. Not for me, at least. Uh, but anyways, let's get into what's going on here. So we essentially pick up right after season one lets off. Uh, we, we <clears throat> Excuse me. We have Loki running from Mobius. Mind you, when we left off season one, Loki got kicked back into time. And all of a sudden, he's in a different timeline where Mobius doesn't know him. B-15 does not know him, so now he's running from both those figures, and in the process of this, he begins to time slip. Now, we only know he's time slipping at first, because if you watch any of the trailers, which I've only seen one of them, you hear the term time slipping. So you have this time slipping, now this new thing that I believe is going to be, I don't think it's going to be, I believe it's going to be prevalent, but I believe they're going to get it under control, because it sounds like, well, it looks like at the end of this particular, um episode they got one part of it in control that's what it looks like sorry i'm i don't know why i'm fucking just yawning right now 
uh, was watching the show, wasn't even yawning. Now I'm fucking yawning. Sorry about that. But look here, it's better let that shit out. Because if I hold it in, the yawn get, the yawns get, the yawns get louder and more powerful. So I'm not with that. So anyways, um, and so now we have him time slipping. So he goes from a timeline where they don't know him, which is the past. So now he's back into the present. But like if you see before he gets there, you have the present now where B15 and Mobius they're they're just discussing with each other. Hey, we have to tell everybody about what's going on here and that they can't keep pruning timelines because now you see every time they show outside now there's more and more timelines branching 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 and now that means more and more life and how everything's out of control now sylvie got her way but now she's destroyed caused everything to go already and so they get summoned because ravona's missing right we have a few easter eggs here um and so well, she's missing to them, but she went out to find truth. Uh, her work's not mine. And all right, this is going to be a thing for a while. So they're talking and they're furious with with, with um, B-15 and with and with everybody, with Sylvie, with, every, with Loki, with Mobius. And so they're saying, now that the high, high council is sitting here saying, I've done everything the, high, uh, uh, the, the elders have wanted me to do. It's always been guilty. Guilty. This has been their decision. And B-15 says, this is your decision now. We have to stop killing. We are killing people. You are a variant. I'm a variant. She's a variant. He's a variant. So, like, now, like, it's, that's, a, that's a hard conundrum now. You know, I, was, I remember I was in my first year in psychology class. We watched a video. And the video uh, was about a, a scientific experiment. And it was about what would you do if someone tells you, hey, you have to push this button it's going to cause this person pain, but this person is um, a pedophile or whatever, right? You you can't see them. You can only hear them being in pain, right? And in, at that time, when I was in school for psychology, I think the percentage was, it was higher than I knew, but it was like a 78 to 80% chance that most people would not push the button, even if you told them all the air quotes credentials of the person that you're doing that to are terrible and horrible things, right? So essentially, that's what happened here was, yeah, you can keep pruning timelines, but you're going to die infinite amount of times. And someone you love is going to die. Now that's a whole different ballgame. And now we have these uh, patrolmen in the TVA now. There's something going on. There's something deeper going on because now they're like, we got to go to Sylvie. She's the cause of all this. But it's something deeper. We'll get to that in a second. Well, Mobius now, now in the middle of this meeting, Loki time slips into the meeting because, and now he's uh, he's like looking around, he's trying to figure, he's like, you were just chasing me, or you the Mobius that knows me, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yes, I know you, I know you, Loki, 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 right? And so now they pull him out of the room. And before, excuse me, before they pull him out of the room, he takes one of the guards' nightsticks and he prunes the wall. And now you have this big picture that's been covered up of Kang. And he's like, this is who created this, this is his throne, and blah, blah, blah. So now they're like, Look, and no one, no one ever saw that before. No one knows what to think about this because now this whole thing has been exposed. That all their worlds have been turned upside down. Now you go down to uh, part in the in the TV that he hasn't been down to in 400 years. Mobius hasn't. We meet a character called Ob. I can't pronounce his name. I'm not going to try. But, but I think it's Old Boris. But I'm going to say Ob. Turns out they they knew each other in the past, but. Uh, but he only dropped by one time because he accidentally took the wrong floor. This guy just works tirelessly for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. 
Loki in the middle of this, when we saw this in the trailer, he time slips in front of them. And I thought this was really clever. I loved this whole dynamic here in this whole scene. I loved the way this was written. Personally, this is... This, to do something like this and, and to pull it off with the characters that they had, with the actors they had, I thought was done magnificently. Loki time slips back in time in the same room with the same person, a younger person. So now, the older version, present, is now remembering the conversation he had with his younger counterpart in Loki. And it's happening back and forth, and now Loki's getting information from the younger self, Mobius is getting information from the older self, and it just was done magnificently. I think you should really go out of your way to watch that particular scene. It is mwah. It's magnificent. So, now, you have this conundrum. How do you get Loki to stop time slipping? And so, Obi says, hey, you have to prune yourself. But we only have a certain amount of time because the structure that was devised by Miss Minutes in order to keep the time is in control, like, she knows how to run it. I don't. I only did maintenance on it every every hundreds of years. And Miss Minutes is nowhere to be found. And when Mobius wants to contact Miss Minutes, Loki tells him, hey, she works for him. So you're not going to get the truth out of her. So Mobius now is like, doesn't know what to do. He's like, what's the plan? So now Mobius has to go out and into the field and essentially try to save Loki. Also, while trying to keep the timelines under control. And OB is responsible for pushing a certain button. Only so much time. Well, Loki time slips again. A time slips into the future. And so now the TV is completely empty. It's completely broken down. And this scene is a scene where I don't know what to expect from this. I have, as, a, as of this recording, I've only watched it once. I'm actually going to go back tonight and watch it for a second time. And see, how, see what I think about, or what does it all mean. So now, you're going back and forth. And Mobius is begging OB for more time. Obi says he's not going to make it back. We can't do anything for him. Blah, blah, blah. So those two are going back and forth. Meanwhile, the TVA is that Loki's at is pretty destroyed. A phone starts ringing. And the ringing, ringing. And Loki's just standing there. And I thought, I don't know who it is. I thought he was going to answer it, though. And I thought he was going to answer it. It was going to be Kang on the other side. Now, rewinding for a second. When Loki, when Mobius is walking around. Was it Loki or Mobius? I think it's Loki. When he's walking around TV, it's yes, yeah, Loki. When Loki's walking around TV, you hear this recording of Kang talking to Ravona Renslayer. Renslayer, excuse me. And he's saying, wow, I'd love to travel the world with you. And you're incredible. You're a marvel. He calls her a marvel. And so, like, you have these Easter eggs. So now, Loki's just getting flooded with all this information. Let me say something. This episode was not slow whatsoever. It was very fast-paced. Very different from any... Um, Marvel show we've gotten. Like, if you think about it, these Marvel shows on Disney Plus have had a pretty much straightforward um, general pace and uh, or idea of how they were. First episode, you might get something revealed at the end, but for the most part, the first three episodes to four episodes are pretty freaking slow. And then five and six kind of pick up. Uh, Moon Knight was already a slow pace type of thing already, but for the most part, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a tried and true formula that they stick to with these Marvel shows. This was nonstop. <laughs> Bless me, Christ! I'm just all over the place right now. Um, 
But with this one, and, and, and to me, the, the reason why I thought this was one of the best episodes of all Marvel shows ever is because they didn't lay up rest on their laurels. They knew by far this was probably tied with their most popular show with WandaVision, probably even their most popular show, arguably, that they've done. They didn't just sit here, have that, um, I think it's been two years now, have that two years go by, and then all of a sudden, slow rolls it. No, when you when you cut Disney Plus on and cut Loki episode one, season two on, it's right in the middle of the action. It's, it's a frenetic pace. I actually will applaud them for this. Even though Loki was not my favorite, I thought it was a good show. This right here, this has a possibility of, in some people's eyes, saving Marvel. You know, I don't, I, I let me tell you something. I don't rate these shows, but this was a 10 out of 10 episode. It just was. It left so many questions, answered so many other things, but at the same time, it just was... And so you're kind of just sitting there like, holy crap, on a cracker, Batman, what am I going to do next? You know? And so the phone's just ringing, and Loki's just standing there. And so Loki just... you like, OB says he's going to be lost of time. So I'm just sitting there like, why is he just standing there? Why is he not going closer to the phone? And all of a sudden, you see an elevator start to be in the open. Someone's cracking the elevator door open. It's Sylvie. And it's Sylvie in her outfit that he last saw her in. Loki's looking at her. She looks up at him and says, there you are. And all of a sudden, he gets pruned out of that timeline. Or, or and, and really interesting, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I was for sure, like, I didn't expect to see Sylvie at all. It's like episode three, if I'm being honest with you. But we did get a post-credit scene, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but I'm sitting here, and I'm just like, Okay, how did she? How did she end up in the elevator after we last saw her? She killed him. And I think we saw her sitting now. Like, look, like so many questions there. Well, now Mobius makes it back into the room that he needs to get back into, so he's, so he's safe. All of a sudden, Loki comes in through the timeline, and so Loki's safe, which we knew. The show's called Freaking Loki. Anyways, so next thing you know, Loki says we need to find Sylvie. So B-15 is going, and they're, and like, all, all of a sudden, all these troops, it's a gang of troops, it's war, it's, these, and these people are prepared for freaking war right now, all just, and B-15 says, all this is for Sylvie, and someone, another patrolman she's with is like, I don't buy it, and then one of the elder patrolwomen who clearly has a relationship with one of the younger ones, B-Fox is his name, I think, they, they know something, and they're not telling anyone else. So that's something to look out for. Um, they do decide to stop pruning branches, uh, which means they're going to save a lot of lives. But now they don't know how to control it. They're not. They're not equipped for any of this. Literally, everything that their, their memories have been so wiped so many times that they're only equipped to just re- rewind, rinse, and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So like now they're in uncharted territory, but they know some people know something though. So, and what I'm thinking we're going to see is that some people already were in the know. And now they're blaming Sylvie for letting the cat out the bag. You know? So this is going to be an interesting six, uh, next five weeks. Next month and change. This is going to be very interesting to see where this goes. How these characters build. Um, I want to know who's fucking calling. I'm sure, uh, there's going to be a callback to that. Remember that phone call. Remember that phone call. You know, um, how did Sylvie get in the elevator? You know, why was she just talking to him like 
she didn't just like make a decision for the entire universe you know like what is this about and now we get to our first post credit scene. The only reason I, I had no clue was a post credit scene. I've been so busy, I didn't even know Loki was out. True story. And then I started seeing things on YouTube. Oh, season one, season two, episode one. I was like, oh, what's out? Let me see that for YouTube now. <laughs> so I avoided it. But um, now we have our first, first post credit scene, and it's of Sylvie, who now has now tra- <laughs> has now transported to 1982, Oklahoma. And she walks into a McDonald's, and she looks at one of the guys to say, I, I want something, I don't want a rat, I want to see his face, blah, blah, blah. He starts saying, I, I didn't know chicken nuggets were created in 1982. The more you know. I don't eat McDonald's. Um, but the more you know, I guess. I will say this about their, about their sweet and sour sauce. That shit is fire. Well, I haven't had it in many years, but that shit is fire. Um, and so she's like, now Sylvie turns around and looks, and she sees the happiness kids talking to couples on a date and everything like that and she's like i want to try it all and she has this big smile on her face because that's an interesting way to end season one uh episode one i'm with it they got me that is your episode one season two review and so i hope you guys are hope you guys are enjoyed it hope you guys aren't gonna overthink it just enjoy the moments as they happen look here this has been a down year for marvel in a lot of people's eyes guardians of the galaxy was great Outside of that, people didn't like Ant-Man. People didn't like Secret Invasion. I did not mind Ant-Man. I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, Secret Invasion, let's not go there. So let's let's enjoy these moments. And let's hope, too, that this the next five weeks are going to be enjoyable and fantastic. And let's hope also the Marvels is going to be good, too. So I'm Soul Chemical. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are out.